Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to BT Sports podcast, Life's a Pitch. My name's Mike Calvin. I'm joined by Tony Evans of the Evening Standard and Adrian Clark of Arsenal TV. First things first, let's have none of this Battle of Britain nonsense. England against Wales is a football match, not a war game. Security issues are real and must be addressed. But let's start on the pitch. A lot of pressure on England. Is Roy Hodgson reverting to type, Tony? Well, when the pressure is at its maximum, Roy's innate conservatism always comes to the surface, and this is the problem it's building. You know what? The, he picked a, quite a reasonable team, I thought, against Russia, and they were on top and should have put the game away. But when, when things were crying out for an injection of pace against the tired and inept Russian side, what does he do? You know, he goes, he goes for the conservative. He goes to try and hold on to the game, and with that defence, you can't do that. With, with Roy, you know, you always get found out in tournaments, don't you? Yeah. And I know it's all about performance normally, but in the tournament, it's about a result, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. First things first, I think he got the shape of the team right, the energy was good, and I felt that it was a decent performance. I really do, but it did. And, and let's get this right. We didn't uh, draw that game because he took Wayne Rooney off for Jack Wilshere. It, didn't, it had a minimal impact on what, what really happened, I think, in that game. I, I would have sort of said... It's not working with Harry Kane. Harry Kane doesn't look sharp. He's, he, we're not getting him into the game. Can, should we a, bring on someone to support him, change things up, or against a pretty slow Russian defence, maybe inject a little bit of skill, somebody to uh, some speed and skill, a Sturridge or a Vardy, just to, to give the Russians something different. He didn't do that, and I think you know that that is why we hadn't scored two or three goals because we should we should have put them to bed early. When, when you put on Wilshire and Milner, you're kind of inviting them in. Mm. You know, it's, you, you but that's Roy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And what would have been better is someone's hit them on the break. You've got Vardy and Sturridge, all that pace there, yeah. and it's still sitting there. You know, this, this is what you get. You, you, you've got a team or a squad that is young, vibrant, built. To attack. This is a team that are better on the front foot. You've got a guy in charge of them whose natural inclination is to be cautious. So what 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 were we going to get from England? I think we kind of got that at the weekend. Mm. Lots of positives, but ultimately a coach that, that isn't dynamic enough. What about changes, Tony? You know, they play with a back three. Wales play with a back three, so you're probably going to still stay with a four-three-three formation. The one disappointment I thought was you know on that in that wide area maybe Sturridge in there instead of Raheem Sterling who had great pace and got forward well 
But his decision-making was poor and his final ball was terrible. Well, it's always been the problem with Sterling throughout his career. He's only young, you know, you say he's going to learn, but you get to the point where you wonder. Um, I would, would have thought, though, Sturridge would be better deployed up front. I always thought, in that setup, instead of Kane, Sturridge would have made a better foil, certainly with the back three running in behind them, causing all sorts of problems. Mm. I mean, that, that's the change I'd be well, inclined to make. This is the problem. He's gone with 4-3-3. We like it now. Mm. OK, it's a system that the players seem happy with. But who, who is there to play on the left if it's not Raheem Sterling? So you can bring Lallana over there, but he did well well on the right. You've got Vardy, who's a striker. You've got Sturridge, he's a striker. This is, you know, the, the non-selection of Ambrose. Yeah, well, the non-selection of Townsend is it, yeah. it just beggars mm -hmm. belief because. Um, Ross Barkley, will, will he will he get a game? And if so, will it be as a left winger? Now, surely, if you've got two left wingers, you'd put Townsend ahead ahead of Barkley every day of the week. So yeah, I I, I, I wasn't very impressed with the preparation. I, I think we wasted the friendlies. Definitely. This 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 team this squad are good, and I think we've got a lot of exciting young players. But I don't think we've got the right guy in charge. How do we deal then with Gareth Bale? You know, you talk about Welsh in terms of you know, fantastic unity, brilliant support. Mm -hmm. But it is an individual game, and he was fantastic in, in his first game. Yeah, very much. A lot of pressure will be on Dyer, you know, to block him off as he makes those runs through. I mean, if you don't, you don't want Bale bearing down on those centre earths. Mm. You know, might have real problems then. Yeah, I think, um, and I think Rooney playing in that deeper role is going is to have to pay attention to where Bale is as well. Mm. I think they're basically going to have to play bump and run with them whenever he, the ball comes near. Someone, someone get close to him, sort of put a challenge in there and try and stop him at source. I think, yeah, Roy's got involved with this, and he's <laughs> talking about disrespect just because. Yeah. Bale is saying, you know, we're a more united group than yeah, you are. Look. You know, this it drives me mad about football and footballers. This thing about respect, it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not disrespectful, is it? I mean, he's, he's maybe just fanning the flames. They're just chucking a little bomb out there, a little grenade. It's not, it's not a, a big deal. And I think Roy should have just battered that one away. Well, really, it's, it? it's worked if Hodgson's rising to it. That's one of the things about Roy. You know, you, you go into press conferences and things like that, and you say things, and you think, nah, no man's in the right mind. I'll bite on this. And Roy goes. <laughs> I think in, ta from a tactical point of view, um, they might use Robson Carno this time around. I, th I think Wales were excellent, but Bale is a, a frontline striker. I'm not sure. I think you want Robson Carno doing the donkey work if, you, if you're the mm. Wales gaffer, running in the channels just to free up space for, for, for Bale in there. And that, I think that's the concern because we want our fullbacks or England want their fullbacks to bomb on, and they will. Mm. So I think Car uh, Robson Carno in those channels, getting there. Rolling in Gareth Bale, that's where we've got to be really yeah. careful. What about you know, Aaron Ramsey? You obviously watch an awful lot of yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, is it fair to say he had a, a tepid end to the season? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, he, wasn't, he hasn't been anywhere near the same player since he had that purple patch of a season. He's quality, I like his engine, I think he's got an eye for goal. Um, but his passing is a little bit loose, and, and he mm. and he can bec he's become a bit of a hit or miss player. Quite frustrating to watch him, in many respects. I'm a fan, but I also I, I want Aaron Ramsey to just almost taper it back a little bit. I think he thinks he's a he's a real star, and that he, he he's a wonderful footballer that can make things happen. He can. But I think if he plays a more simplistic game, Aaron Ramsey concentrates on what he's best at breaking into the box, scoring goals, buzzing around here and there, I think he'd be a better player. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with him. 
you know, and if you're going to dye your hair blonde and stand out like that, <laughs> yeah. you that's, always, that's always a big danger sign. It is, yeah. You yeah. see those silly haircuts. Yeah, definitely. You know, you well, at, least, at least he didn't have the map of Wales. Um, <laughs> in, in, in oh, like, like the Croatia, Croatia players. Yeah. <laughs> with with Wales, we look at them. In t- if you judge it player by player, England should have enough quality. How do England get at Wales? Maybe they're goalkeepers. Well, yeah, the goalkeepers, and I mean, I, I, I think you know, you're right. There's a lack of quality there. There's a lack of pace, and that's the one thing England have in abundance. But what Wales have got is a team spirit, and it's very much, you know, it, it's, it's almost a cliche this year. Mm. The Leicester, the greater than the sum of the parts, mm. and they work for each other. And there's a sense that sometimes England don't. Um, you know, if, if England play the game, if England uh, clear out those centre half, stretch them, you know, mm. um, with, you know, with someone like Sturridge running down there, if if they, you know. The runners from midfield come through, then they should be able to profit and they should be able to beat yeah. them. But Wales will be well organised and they'll be, you know, they'll be up for it, seriously up for it. What I, th- what I noticed in that game was that the centre halves of Wales, the two wide centre halves, would go and engage the, the, the midfielders or the forwards quite far up the pitch. Mm, mm. So if you've got a Lalana coming short for the ball, he's going to have a centre half up his toes. This is where he play the up, back, and through bounce it off then you need the midfield runner or a quickie a quick striker to bend the runs into the channels yeah. I, I think against the three three centre backs that want to get tight England can, can yeah, make it's, it's, it's not quite a sweeper system but there is there is like a cushion behind those two Williams is the cover guy obviously Williams is, Williams is like your Wes Morgan isn't he he's, mm. he's, 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 he sticks his head on everything he's, mm. he's a courageous defender but it's those two wide centre backs they can get sucked out of position and we mm. can get the runners in behind mm. that's how I see it we talk a lot about you um, you know, as a professional footballer yourself, Adrian, yeah. is that just us outsiders talking about the importance? When you're inside a team, yeah. is it important? It is really? important. Yeah, it does make a difference. It really does. It's not being exaggerated. I've played in teams that have been really together and they've had a lot less talent. And you... I just think if you know that your mate is covering you and you, you know you can rely on your mate, you can actually play with even more confidence than, than if that player was better technically but you couldn't trust them this is it's a, it's a trust issue and you, and all over the pitch you've got partnerships and and you can't have weak links and, and Leicester it would go back to them didn't have many weak links last season so now it makes a huge difference and Wales have, have got it in space I actually think England have got have got a pretty decent team spirit and togetherness this time around but yeah it, it can take a team that's less talented much much further than, than they would ordinarily go um, it's all about having your mates back and uh, it's, it's vital in a team game. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed in, in watching Rooney really closely, he's very good with the younger players, talks, talks a lot of players through games. Has he finally found his niche or a new niche? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, it's a different Rooney from the European Championships of 2004, you know, which was probably the way people always remember him, you know, as the, this Tyro who was going to go to conquer the world. Never quite happened. But, you know, I mean, there was a lot of speculation about, where, you know, well, a lot of talk about whether Rooney should be in the team. And I was one of the people who questioned him, to be fair. But you do need a captain, you need a leader. And he was, um, you know, he's, he's 
doing that role really well. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a role. I agree. But it's not a role that he practised in once for England. We had that, with that game at Stadium mm. Alight. Mm. We played him striker. Now, if he had this in mind, that Rooney would play in that midfield three, why, why didn't he practise in that game? Well, that, that's, that's the essence of Hodgsonism, though, isn't it? You know, it's like... They, they, they Hodgson, have is that a thing? Yeah, Hodgsonism. that is a thing. That is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of religious sect, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... I, I like Roy. I, I, just, I just can't... Go get past this fact that, that that he's so cautious, and 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 I do think he's wasted the build-up big time. Yeah, we've got a lot to be cautious about off the pitch, haven't we? Now mm. you know, we've looked at this tournament so far, and it's been completely scarred by hooliganism, and you know the, the sinister area is almost um, organised hooliganism. Mm. You know, basically, from the Russians, you've got the French fans involved, and the England England fans can't avoid blame. We're playing in Lawns, very small city. A lot of the England fans are going to be in Lille, where Russia played the day before. A lot to think about. Yeah, and that's brilliant, because UEFA never give any of us a second thought. You know what, it's like when I was in Basel for the Europa League final, couldn't believe the organisation was so bad and it was dangerous. And I thought, you know, it's got to be better for the Euros. No. I mean, just putting England and Russia in Marseille, possibly the most dangerous city in France, the most volatile city in France, you know, was bad enough. But uh, the, the policing's been awful. And, you know, it's a, I don't see why, when the draw's made back in December, then they can't think, can't think about, well, let's see where the, um, where the be best place would be for this game. Mm. You know, um, I mean, for example, you've got England, uh, Wales, you know, the plane is in a really small stadium, a, 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 a lower league stadium. And, you know, it's a... The, the, it's a game that could sell out 10, 15 times and then and everyone's got to stay in Lille where our friendly Russians uh, uh, will be there the night before. It's just a recipe for disaster and no-one's given it a minute's thought. But you know what? I bet you all those UEFA officials are having a great time eating and drinking the best French wine, all on expenses, and they'll have a fantastic tournament. You look at the tournament as a whole, how big a problem have UEFA got with this? Because it's, there are copycat things going on now. We've had the German fans involved. As I said, the French fans have been involved. It's a real issue, isn't it? It is, yeah, because I think England fans uh, are notorious, aren't they, across Europe, even though the hooliganism has fa faded out, hasn't it, here? In the Premier League, there's no trouble anymore, hardly any anyway. Um, so, so I think it's a badge of honour to, to take on the English. I think that's what happened a little bit in Marseille. And like you say, the right-wing factions across Europe, of which there are many, they'll all want a piece of it, won't they? This is like the biggest... This It's going to be a great tear-up for them. It's nothing really to do with the football. I, I, I just hate it. It's, it's horrible. And you shouldn't... You, you shouldn't you know, I, well, I went as a fan to Euro 2004. I had a brilliant time. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't go to these events and, and fear for your safety. I mean, I wouldn't be going to Russia for no. the World Cup. That's for sure. I think that is frightening, and I, I can see half-empty stadiums because I, oh. I, why, why would you want to risk you, risk yourself going there? Well, I think you know. Do you have to sometimes think to yourself, is football worth it? You know, I, I, that went through my mind when I saw some of those fans. You know, terrified kids. You've got a city in chaos. Is football worth that? Well, yeah, you do wonder. It's, uh, you know, it, it's mad. It, it, the, the whole thing's insane. Um, but the thing is, football could easily be played without these problems. It's, it's relatively easy to police. The, the British police uh, have been criticising the way uh, things have been done by the French. And the CRS, the French riot police, well, uh, you know, they are, they are the most violent, most vicious police I've ever come across in my life. 
they were awful. And there are two ways of policing a tournament like this. You can police it like it's a big party. And so, yeah, I know the England fans are boorish. They're all, mm. the shirts off, singing drunk about, you know, um, no surrender to the IRA and German bombers. But you can decide they're having a good time. You put small groups of police around them. You, you, you know, so see, you know heavy-handed stuff. You know, if it, if it begins to, to, to get troublesome, go over and have a word. And you can decide it's like that. Or you can decide, you know what, this is, this is wild hooliganism. Line up your, your police vans, get your tear gas out and fire it into them. And that's what he did. And no one, no one tracked the Russian hooligans. Which, well, again, if, if this tournament was in England or, or Britain, this, these things wouldn't happen. You know, the, the, the police forces, the Greater Manchester Police, the, the, um, the Merseyside Police know how to handle these things. The French were a bit like, mm. you know, there, there's a sense that they wanted to see how the fighting had worked out before they intervened. You mm. are talking about any more trouble, yeah, they're going to they're throw... Yeah, is that just a normal sort of stereo, stereotypical it's bluster? Happen. I mean, for starters, do they, you know, are they prepared to fully investigate what happened around the, around the old port? Do they know all the facts? No. Um, inside the stadium, England fans didn't, didn't do anything for, wrong. You know, by all account, all the people that I know that were there have all said that they were the innocent party, they were the ones being chased. So I don't see how UEFA can, can bar England based on what happened inside that stadium. It would be ridiculous. And then you've got the French fans getting involved. It, it, no, it's not going to happen, but I understand why they're saying it, but it's, it's, it's not feasible. I can see how they go England out the tournament. <laughs> They've sent an agent Hodgson. One of the nicer groups so far, you know, we looked at Northern Ireland, and, and, and actually also let's, let's put a shout-out to the Wales fans. I thought they were fantastic, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but you do worry when they meet Russia what the problem's going to be. I mean, you know, we might see who the real culprits are there because everyone knows the Wales fans are there for a good time. They, you know, they, they drank a lot of beer, they sang a lot of songs, but they were great. And the Northern Irish having a wonderful time with the, uh, the Poles, by the look of it. Mm. You know, it's... Um, and so, yeah, I mean... And I think, again, it's how you view it. You can look at those Wales fans in uh, Bordeaux and you can say, you know, is this drunken buffoonery? Because they were doing many of the things England fans doing with them without the IRA and the bombers. Mm. But, you know, you, you make a decision which way you're going to police it. They've been policed really well. I do worry about when they play Russia. Mm. The, the Irish, Northern Irish, you know, you know, there's, there's a tragic incident. A 24-year-old mm. fan has died. Mm. The full details have yet to emerge. Mm. If you look at that Northern Ireland experience, they've waited 30 years for that. Is the worth been wait, worthwhile for them? Well, hopefully, hopefully they'll get a positive result against against Ukraine, and then I think it, w it will feel like the the way it's been worth it. I thought it was a great occasion, great to see so many green shirts, wasn't it, inside the stadium? Just a shame the team didn't really deliver on the day. I think they did freeze a little bit, but but it was almost they were hamstrung by by the players that they had available, and mm. they just couldn't get out, could they? Yeah. I think it's fair enough being solid, but they just had no outlet until later on when I thought the subs came on, Dallas. And Washington came on and did really well. They lifted it, and, and I think that should give Michael O'Neill encouragement that they can maybe pull off a, a shock against Ukraine. You know, they're not going to get anything against Germany, you'd imagine. So, so beat Ukraine, and they might have an outside chance of, of sticking around. But it was, it was a disappointing start for them. But, but look, the, their prize really is being involved in it. Mm. I, I think the bottom line is if if they come out of it with a point, they'll be they'll be lucky. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you look at it, you know, they're, they're too wing-backs that they used in that five at the back. Mm. You know, one plays for Fleetwood Town, the other for Millwall. Um, mm. you know, good players at that level. 
But they're, they're, they're expect, up against yeah. you know Lewandowski. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know, and, and Ukraine played quite well in spells against Germany. You know, they, they were flat mm. in other parts, which will give the Northern Irish encouragement. But mm. um, I, I think it's going to be tough for them. Are they a bit negative though, Ukraine? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. I mean, you'd think they should have taken it to Germany earlier. Um, you know, they look as if they've got the sort of players who can curve out chances. So, but I don't think they'll be negative against Northern Ireland. Being negative against Germany is one thing. <laughs> the Northern Irish, quite another. The Northern Ireland might as well just go for it. They, yeah. they can gamble. You know, this is this is their big chance to get three points and a famous win to etch their names in with some of the old the the, the legends from Northern Ireland history. And yeah, this is their big chance. Mm. Look at Germany. Are they the ultimate tournament team? Well, yeah, well, they're, they're very good. They're, they're very disciplined. They've got loads of talents. You know, it's uh, they, 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 they. I mean, it was somewhat surprising that they didn't put Ukraine away earlier, but they do look good. You know, it's um, and you know, people are asking questions about them before the tournaments. Well, I mean, just parts of that performance you look at them you can't see a side playing better than them mm. slick can't they just so slick on the ball can't get it off um, movement they've got they've got it all I think they're a bit weak at full back um, the centre half Mustafa uh, who scored mm. um, not did, quite, did, not did nothing at Everton did not I think he sold. played 15 minutes yeah not him. completely sold on him although do mm. like do like boating and like, they're going to be there or thereabouts Germany they, they've got so much more quality on the ball even than a, than a promising England yeah, side really. do you know though I mean over the years you look at England you say they don't keep possession well enough and you know you say it's fine then you see Germany who do keep possession and one of the things that always strikes me watching Germany is how much running the, actual, the players off the ball do to, to keep that possession, yeah. to get into space, and England are a bit static there. So, you know, why can't we keep possession? Well, we pass it across the back, and yeah. people can press you. The Germans are moving all the time, yeah. and it, it's, it's a fantastic thing to watch. But it was interesting, you know, Low, the, the coach, was yeah. saying, well, one, we're a slightly broken team, which is right. yeah. not bad, yeah. Yeah. but secondly, he, he criticised his own team for that wasting that position, yeah. especially in the first half. Yeah, I think they've been quite hard on themselves, really. I, th I thought... Winners are, though, aren't they? Think, yeah, well, they are, yeah. I thought they were one of the most impressive teams. Look, if they had England's four forwards in their squads, I think you really would be saying that this team can go. Because that's the thing they lack. Gomez is all right. And Gertz, so I think it's been a shadow of his old self, even though he's still Levin relatively young. Levin looked a bit tepid as well, For, for Poland, yeah, he, he wasn't on top form. Yeah. But, yeah, if Germany had themselves a proper, yeah. proper striker... Mm. They, 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 I'll mention that because, you know, are we in a, a tournament where... Mm. The strikers aren't the stars, are they? <laughs> so far, that, that was, that's fair to say. Yeah, Kane was jaded, Lewandowski didn't shine. Mm. I think in the first matches of any major tournament, the, the watchword is caution, don't lose. Mm. Uh, it's not just Roy. It is, a lot of the teams are, are very wary. So it, it's only in games two and three where you need some teams need to win, they need to come out and play. That's when you'll see more goals. That's where you'll see maybe the strikers really um, make a name for themselves. There's, there's some quality players at this Euros. And I'm, I'm quite encouraged, even though we haven't seen a lot of goals, but I think it's been relatively attack-minded football, considering teams don't want to lose. We always look for the traditional dark horse. Now, yeah. Arsene Wenger's identified Croatia as the team to watch. Any thoughts? Well, I mean, everyone's picked Croatia as a dark horse. Come on, Arsene, I want more from you. Um, I... I I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see Austria. You know, I think um, I think they'll be, uh, you know, they've got quite a lot going for them. Uh, you know, they're built around uh, Bayern Munich's David Abala, mm -hmm. and um, and I think they've got a good midfield. They've got a good striker who'll score goals. 
and a reasonable defence. I think they could probably quarterfinals, you know, with, with 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 you know with with a fair wins, maybe squeak a win. Uh, Croatia a good side. I mean, I, I think uh, I think Croatia were my tip for the last World Cup. That never worked out. <laughs> but everyone always tips Croatia. Good midfield, isn't it? I mean, Modric, mm. Modric and Rakitic. If you got that mm. as, as part of your midfield, you got Mandzukic. You know he's going he's going to score goals. So the Croatia. Mm. I don't think we should regard them as as minnows uh, such, mm. but they'll be, they'll be there or thereabouts. But don't have a lot of pace today about them going going forward. Mm. Manzukic, you, you know what you're going to get with him. Yeah. Um, I think they've got their limitations, but but yeah, they, they'll probably get they, to the knockout. They knock look out. like another quarter-final team to me. Mm. Yeah. What about France? You know, they're, they're in an easy group. Let's get that straight mm. right from the start. They've got Albania on Wednesday. There's always a lot of pressure on a host team starting off their own tournament. They did okay. They were rescued by Dimitri Payet. Mm. Is he too good to stay at West Ham? Well, you'd say that well, a couple of years ago. You know, you'd say, yeah, definitely the big clubs will be circling. But the, the reality is, West Ham have got, a, they've got the new television deal. They can offer him any money he wants. If they want him, they can keep him. They don't have to be bullied into letting him go. Uh, will he want to go? I'm, I'm sure he'll be looking for a club of a, a, a higher level. You know, I mean, if, a, if if he could get it to, you know, Either the Spanish giants, he'd be offered a shot. Mm. But I think um, in the short term, West Ham might sue him next year. Mm. What about um, Pogba? Now, there's yeah. another one. Mm. Naturally, will I would think rather than go to a Manchester or go back to a Man United, would gravitate towards a Real Madrid. Of course he will. Yeah, going back to Payet, I think it was the, one of the best individual performances I've seen for a long time. I thought he was just brilliant in that in that match. So, um, But yeah, why would you change it, I suppose, if, you, if you're at West Ham? But yeah, Pogba is, is, is a real talent, isn't he? Uh, still don't know where he fits in sometimes. He, he, he's used quite wide, isn't he, for, mm. for France. Uh, is, is it me as well, or is he a bit brainless? Does he make bad decisions all the time? He's, he's, I think it's maybe overconfident sometimes. I don't. I don't know. He, he, he's, yeah, I know what you're physically, saying. Physically, he's brilliant. Yeah. But every time I watch him, like mm, something not quite. Well, he's, he's, he, I say he's, a, he's a, not a show pony, but but he does these beautiful crossfield passes, mm. which look a million dollars. He wriggles past players, you know, beautifully with real grace. But does he score enough goals? Does does he impact on the game enough? That's probably the question. I, I do rate him, and you, you would think. He'd definitely go to Real Madrid or Barcelona over Manchester United. You know, I, I don't see that as being a, a viable transfer unless everybody else pulls out the running because they don't want to spend the money on him. Well, he'll, he'll be the next. He'll be, he'll be the next uh, in an incoherent Real Madrid midfield, and we'll all wonder why. You know what, what we saw in him. Mm. You see any players around? Who will get the uh, worth getting the checkbook out? Yeah, for? it's early days, isn't it? And yeah. um, the oh, who's that? The Polish player Kapuszka. He was good, wasn't he? A teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he looked pretty plays sharp. The, plays in domestic football in Poland, so we're pretty cheap <laughs> I as think well. He's nailed, on, nailed on to get a move, isn't he? Mm. Um, I think that's the one that really springs to mind from this opening. Someone game. like Everton could go for that German goal scorer fella. Yeah, uh, which one? <laughs> what, no, not, not that Schweinsteiger guy. <laughs> yeah. Sort of player that Man United could do with him. I'll tell you who looked good, uh, who, who um, didn't really feature much last year. Johnny Williams, the Wales player. Mm. I thought he looked really comfortable in, on, that, on that big stage. He was given a bit of a free yeah. role, wasn't he, for Wales? We, we've, we've known about him for a while. He's been he, really unlucky with yeah, injuries, I isn't he? Yeah. But he looked, to me, like a player that, that did belong at a high level. And, and it, it makes me wonder whether he, he might get himself a little move if he can stay in the team. Never buy on the back of a tournament. <laughs> no, no, this is true. Arsenal bought before the tournament. Mm. Granite 
Zaka um, yeah. played very well very in, good, in, the, yeah. in the Swiss win. Yeah, I was impressed. I think he, well, he was wanted the ball all the time. Um, his left foot is a peach. He's got a peach of a left foot, so he was drilling the ball here, there, and everywhere. And and most of the time, it was it was on the money. Um, some great tackles. One of them was borderline. Mm. Another referee might have interpreted it as, as a yellow or a red. So he's got to be careful. But um, he looks a player to me, and I'm. I'm very happy that he, Arsenal signed him. He's going to be the last man in that Arsenal midfield, isn't he? It's the all poor forwards. <laughs> he's going to get about five red cards. <laughs> he did. I, I was keeping yeah. a very close eye on him, actually. And, and at times, actually, he, well, he isn't the type of defensive midfielder that actually charges around, mm. like in a Flamini style or even a Coquelin, who, who wants to get to the, the, onto the left, to the right. He actually was very disciplined. He, yeah, he, often, he often stood still. And I was thinking, oh, is he a bit lazy? But no, he got himself there. He was strong. And he kept things simple. He didn't try and overdo it. I, I was very yeah. impressed. I think it was a yeah. brilliant play for Arsenal. Yeah, I think I think it was one of the best performances of, of the tournament so far um, in that position. Mm. I think Dyer was excellent. Uh, Kante was superb, and Shaka was good, was great mm. too. Mm. Kante, to me, he never has a bad game, does he? No, he's great. He's a, you know he's a really good player, and um, his anticipation's superb. His um, his awareness of people around him. Um, he, he was just magnificent last year for Leicester. And he's carries his own in this tournament. Um, Do you expect uh, him to move? Um, yeah. <laughs> what did, what is if, if Vardy actually turns Arsenal down, which is within his rights to do, we don't know yet what he's going to do. Um, if he does say no, out of loyalty or what, what, what not, there's every chance that, that within a week or two, Kante or Mares can just say, well, actually, we're Well, Casper Smeichel's uh, always been, uh, he's been mentioned in dispatches as a potential yeah. move mm. as well. Yeah, so, like, I understand why all the Leicester teammates are, are badgering Vardy, saying, come on, you stick with us, mate, it's going to be great. But the, the truth is, if he does spurn that, that, that opportunity, it might come back Sh- to bite. Surely it's all about, you know, the Euros, and he's concentrating on that, and he's, you know, can't, like, sort of think, you know, there's so much going on. He'll come back and he'll hang on like Leicester, Arsenal, Leicester, Arsenal. Well, I tell you There's what, one. <laughs> if, it, if he doesn't play or he didn't feature much in this tournament, he might be thinking, is it because I'm a Leicester player? Yeah, know, yeah. Do I need to go to an Arsenal to... to, to is your club, time? Tony, a fashion statement almost? Yeah, I think it is. I think um, you know, it's the, the prestige you're playing for Arsenal is is huge. You know, the, a club that's recognised across the world. You know, I mean, Leicester obviously uh, have come to prominence this this year. But you know, I mean, they're going to finish eighth, ninth, mm. seventh, maybe. I don't know. And Arsenal going to be in the top four again? Would you expect Vardy to even get a sniff at starting? Yeah, for Arsenal. No, for England. For England, um, not based on um, Roy's recent actions. No, I think he's going to be used as an impact sub. Um, I, I would consider. I, I thought that game would have been perfect for him, especially if you saw Kane after an hour. He was labouring; it wasn't really mm. working. I would have. I would have unleashed Vardy there in, in that game. It, it didn't happen. But but and if he does join us, I think it'd be a good shootout between him and Giroud. Mm. Well, I tell you, I, I like the idea of him joining Arsenal. Immediately, he gives them the nastiness they need. You know, Graham Sunes called him a team of son-in-laws. <laughs> well, you know, he's not a son-in-law. You know, he's a, you know, he, he, he's the bad boyfriend from the wrong side of the tracks. And... <laughs> he's got to keep his missus quiet, though, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, final question, chaps. We've got a rather large game on Thursday. England Wales scorecasts, please. Two one to England. Although I hope Wales get a point. <laughs> you hope I hope Wales get a point. Yeah. 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 Are you Welsh? 
No, I'm scouts. <laughs> so I, I have no, I have no emotional investment in either of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think England will win. I'll, I'll go for. Oh, I was going to go for two one two, either two one or, or, or three two. I think there'll be goals in it um, because England's defence. Mm. I don't know if they're good enough to keep a clean sheet, but they should have too much quality. Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure. This one could be a Desmond two two. Thanks for joining us here on Lights of Pitch. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.